everybody and welcome to my podcast. My name is Stephen with a PH Perkins and I'm so honored and just overjoyed, truly on the verge of tears that you have chosen to join our show, uh, my show, our show. It's, it's your show too. Why not? I'll give you ownership. The, I, I'm just happy that you're spending your morning, your lunch break, your afternoon, your evening, your night, your late night, your Uber ride to the bar, which would be a weird thing to listen to this show when you're in an Uber ride to a bar. But if you are, you know, whatever, welcome. I'm honored that you're spending um, precious moments of your life with me. So you may be wondering what's on the agenda for today. I was not sent the email in the email newsletter. Well, calm down. I haven't sent an email in a while, but welcome to the show. Um, This week, I don't have an interview, but what I do have are wonderful little words to share with you. I think on the last episode, I said, let's have a conversation. And someone tweeted me that um, I can't hear you talking back. But that's actually false. I, I, I hear voices all the time, which I assume are yours. Um, so the last time we did this show, it was I also didn't have a guest. And I again, I can hear you. Right. So I hear you saying, you, you know, you never put out a show regularly, um, you know, why do you even do this? Like, no one loves you. No one likes you. You're a terrible human. I get it. I've heard it all. So I think in order to fully explain what I'm hoping to do with this week's show and shows to come, I have to bring you back to my childhood, which was quite the time. Let me tell you, Mr. Rogers was popular. Um, Big Bird was, I assume people watched him. I was never a Big Bird fan. I was more uh, all about that Barney. Okay. Okay. Um, love a good dinosaur who didn't go extinct. But at that same time, I really wanted to be a pastor. Like for the longest time, I thought I would end up being a pastor. I had it all. I had the fun ties. I had the suits. I had the comb over. I had that little, not, it's not a sash, but you know that thing that they wear around their neck and it like has decorations and like crosses on it. Anyways, I had one uh, because I was truly killing the game. Uh, and I would give church services to my family and everything. Basically, uh, I don't want to say that I saved dozens of people, but it's very possible. I'm just saying my ministry was amazing. And uh, so one of the things, I actually get a lot of inspiration from church services because I think churches do, um, especially the more modern churches, I know a lot of them get slack. People are like, you shouldn't have rock and roll with Christian music. That's the devil's music calm down Gerald so one of the things or two of the things I think they do very well they do these thematic messages very well so you see a lot of these churches have uh, essentially themes monthly themes weekly themes they have these different themes that they go through they call them sermon series and along with those not only is the content pretty good but so is the imagery that goes along with them as well uh, and so if you go to something like Life Church or you're going to something like, you know, Lakewood or Fellowship or, or, or any of those big mega churches or any just kind of contemporary church and you see uh, the different sermon series that they do, you'll see that the messaging is spot on, but also so are the graphics and the media and everything that goes along with it. So what we're hoping to do in this new season, this new year, you know, new year, new me, new show, new all of that, um, is we're trying to start now this series, um, or or these, I call them a series of series, which actually makes no, 
makes no sense probably, but a collection of, of regular, you know, monthly series that we do. I was going to have a show last week, but my audio, uh, we had some technical issues and, uh, and I cried for 14 and a half hours. It was really fun. You should have been there. Uh, this week I'm talking about activism in the age of social media. And in, specifically, I want to call out one person who I think has done such an incredible job with taking their activism beyond just the hashtag uh, that often comes with political activism. People think, oh, if I just tweet about this or I just write a blog post about it, I am doing my part. I'm making a difference. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a tweeter making a difference. Um, basically, my life mantra. But this person's name, and I'm sure you've heard of it, it's now been four weeks since the shooting at, uh, at, at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. And the media, as, as I'm sure you've seen, if you paid any attention, or, or maybe you're, you're that um, person from that one show, Unbreakable, with Kimmy Schmidt, or like that Netflix show where she uh, is in an apocalypse bunker and they rescue her and she doesn't know what's been happening because she's been in an apocalypse bunk- bunker. But then again, if you just got out of a bunker, how are you? How did you discover podcasts this like this quickly? That's truly amazing. If like one of the first things you discover outside of getting outside of a bunker is a podcast, uh, and I'm honored that you've chosen mine. But anyways, um, this is the problem with me not having a guest is that I spend time talking and I don't ever get to the point. My point is it's been four weeks since that school shooting in Florida and the media has been highlighting um, the activism and, and, and highlighting the students who have been speaking out. I think it's incredible. This conversation we've had about do students or should students be taking the lead on policy activism? In my mind, they should. Um, and, and I think it's just now happening is because all the other school shootings that have happened in the past decade or so um, have happened at elementary schools or middle schools, right? And so you haven't had people who were actually of age to go and advocate for change. The media, the challenge in my mind is that the media has been uh, really grasping onto the more left-leaning students from Stoneman Douglas High School and the fight that they are now uh, forging for gun control and, and, and increased school safety. And, and while I think it's important, I'm not one of those people who says, no, we shouldn't listen to them because God forbid alternative opinions. I, I do think it's interesting uh, when you look at this one 16-year-old named Kyle Kashuv, and I hope I got that last name right. And if I didn't, again, send me a tasteful, hateful tweet. Kyle Kashuv, uh, I'm just going to call him Kyle from now on to uh, to avoid offending anybody. Um, he is a 16-year-old student at Stoma Douglas High School, uh, also a survivor of the shooting. He was there that day. And he has been talking about bringing people together by bipartisan support. To be fair, I, I think from what I can gather, he's more right-leaning. Like he, he's not, the other students proudly profess that they are liberals and, and that they, you know, their beliefs align with the left. Kyle is, uh, is I think, center right. Um, but w- it's actually amazing what he's been doing. And it's amazing. And I, I'm going to tell you what he's been doing. And you're probably going to think, well, th- that sounds about right. But 
this doesn't happen anymore, okay? So in the past couple of days, he's met with Senator Bill Nelson from Florida. He's met with Senator Nan- or Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi. He's met with Lindsey Graham. He's met with uh, Tim Kaine. Uh, earlier today, he's met with the president. He's met with Mike Pence. He's met with basically every major leader on both the left and the right. He's meeting with them, and he's been having these discussions with them even people like Chris Murphy up in Connecticut, who has deep ties to these uh, kind of school shooting and, and, and gun reform uh, laws. Uh, even though he doesn't agree with a lot of these politicians, he's still going into the meetings. He's still talking about his experiences and, and what he believes. He's climbing that hill. He's taking those meetings. He's doing more than tweeting is basically what I'm trying to get at. And what's happened is that he's been largely ignored by the media. And it's really unfortunate because I, I think the kid is smart. I think he's got work ethic. I think he's got passion. But most of all, most importantly, he has this desire to see bipartisan support, which I know is something we throw around and we're like, oh, it would be so much better if it was bipartisan. It's kind of like saying organic or like GMO free. People are like, ooh, bipartisan. That sounds fun. Let me try that. But then they try it. Well, actually, here it is. This is what it's really. It's kind of like saying gluten free. People are like, ooh, yeah, I'm gluten intolerant and I want to, I, you know, I, I need gluten free desserts. And then they try it and they're like, mm, I actually don't like it uh, because it takes courage. Uh, anyway, my analogies are all messed up, but you get my point. Like he's, let me put it this way. He is putting, he, he is taking bipartisanship and t- turning it from a buzzword and something that people say they do to action and something that he is actually doing. Let me give you an example. And it's been the reason he's been meeting with uh, leaders in the House and the Senate and at the White House is because he's been advocating for this huge bill that was just passed. It was the school safety bill. And, uh, and, and essentially, they just passed it. The House passed it uh, Wednesday, easily passed it, passed it. Like it was truly a bipartisan measure. Now it goes on to the Senate. Then it's going to go to the president's desk. It's going to be awesome. And it's not gun control, but it is a focus on enhanced school safety. Um, it's a focus on investigating law enforcement and why they you know missed those warning signs. Remember how that sheriff who likes to say that you know he's the greatest human in the world, remember how they missed like dozens of calls. So here's what it does in a nutshell. It passed 407 to 10. I truly can't remember the first time something significant passed 407 to 10. And whoever those 10 were, like you need to get off of your little, I don't know what you're on. You're like on some pissy pole or whatever it is. Did I just make that up? Is that a real thing? Is that something people say pissy pole? I don't know. Sounds fun, but it also, it's kind of gross. Anyways, it provides $50 million a year, a new federal grant program to train students, teachers, and law enforcement on how to spot and report signs of gun violence, which I think is going to be huge because in my school, you know, way back when, uh, we did drills, but we never learned like how to even prevent a drill from having to happen, right? Like we never prevented what does it mean to actually, or, or how do you spot someone who may end up becoming violent in a school situation? So I think that's going to be huge. $50 million a year, not a lot of money when you think about it, but it's better than zero and it's better than just tweeting and then being mad that your tweet didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of, that's amazing. Um, 
it, it would also authorize $25 million for schools to improve and harden their security. I'm getting this from the hill.com. Um, so harden their security, installing new locks, lights, metal detectors, panic buttons. Love a good panic button. Um, I don't. That's false. But, you know, nowadays you got to have them. So he took this social media presence that he's been able to build. And by the way, his social media pre presence is not as big as the other people from his school who, who have been much more vocal in the media, much more, you know, the media has been spotlighting these people much more because they fit a narrative. He only has 100,000 followers, and yet his advocacy going to, gosh, I don't even know how many people he's gone to, how many leaders he's gone to, but having meetings with uh, people from the White House, uh, leaders in the House, leaders in the Senate, um, you know, committee members, like doing all of that has been amazing. And now the bill that he's been advocating for passes the House, is going to go into the Senate, very likely to pass the Senate and onto the president's desk. And so I think when we talk about this age, right, of social media advocacy, and we're thinking about, oh, how do I make a difference? Oh, my tweet didn't change the world. I truly I know it's shocking that your tweets won't change the world and that it's not about the hashtag you select. But I think if we could learn anything from Mr. Kyle and tip of my metaphorical hat to him. I, I was earlier wearing a hat and it was like I was wearing it backwards and I looked very, you know, beach vibes, um, even though it's only like 50 degrees here today in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, tip of the beach vibes hat to Kyle for even doing it, because I think it's incredible that uh, that that he's expanded his influence beyond social media. He's doing the work, ladies and gentlemen, and he is changing the world. And so can you. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening and make sure to tune in next week where I talk to you about more things. If you like this show, you can find me on social media at Stephen underscore Perkins on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash Stephen Perkins. Make sure to check out all the other awesome and amazing shows that we have here on the Outset Network. You can go to our new domain name. Our new website is launched. It's beautiful. It's lovely. I'm loving it. It's OutsetNetwork.com, and if you're not there, you are uninformed. Uh, also, find us on social media at Outset Network on all the major profiles. We're so excited um, to have you join our team. If you like the content we're doing, go to Patreon.com uh, and search for Outset and support us. Throw a, few, throw a few shekels our way. Until next week, take care. God bless. Mm -hmm.